0: Welcome to the Restore Body Balance podcast, where we combine psychology, biology, and neurology to enact life changes that stick. I'm Colleen Burns, licensed psychotherapist and founder of Restore Body Balance. My co-producer, Nico Utanis, has given me free reign in the upcoming weeks to have a series on energy. And to also invite guests to our podcast to give a greater depth in learning and topics that you want to hear most of in the fall of 2020. So today's topic is having more energy. That seems to be what we are all striving for these days, especially during the pandemic and the new term COVID fatigue. Today will be the first of a four-part series on energy. So first, we will broadly define energy and where energy comes from. Next week, we will discuss how to maintain energy by finding focus for energy. And yes, you guessed it, it involves mindfulness and meditation, as our brilliant minds like to wander. And then we will move to some downtime for abundant energy, right? As we sometimes are too tired to sleep. So we will look at rest for energy. Lastly, we will suggest some natural ways we can all increase energy despite where you live or your individual stress levels. And we call this resilience. So let's dive right in as I'm sure we are all excited to hear about having more energy. Having enough energy allows you to live your very best life. It gets you out of bed, feeds you breakfast, gets you to work, and allows you to care for yourself, your kids, and your loved ones. And let's all dial back to a time when we had boundless energy, probably when we were kids. We played and slept when we were tired, we ate when we were hungry, and our jobs were to be curious and learn. And all of this required energy. Now think of a time when you have low energy. We feel drained, exhausted, maybe not eating or sleeping well, perhaps not maintaining healthy relationships with the people we love, food, or the work-life balance that's so important. In my book, Prescription for Change, Using Your Lifestyle as Medicine, I created a set of rituals that can help you recharge your energy. And it's fully customized for a program that's built just for you and the needs of your life. You already know what you need to do You just need a guide on the side or some support to help you execute it. So today I am here to say you can create energy. I know that I've said it before, but I tend to have more energy these days in the morning. It's true we all have different energy levels. So by understanding your energy levels, we can learn to optimize energy energy can be categorized into three broad terms physical mental and emotional and they are all interconnected so physical energy moves us around like walking and exercising and mental energy of course moves our minds they say just as the heart moves blood throughout the body The mind moves thoughts throughout the brain. And then, of course, there is emotional energy, (laughs) which is directly correlated to our feelings. So think about it. We spend more energy when we are stressed or anxious. Just like my cup analogy I seem to talk about every week. Just imagine, listeners, for one second, a cup filled right to the brim, maybe the very tippy top it could be water or a cup of coffee, then every additional drop, there is a spillover. Or maybe you try to pick it up and you need to take a few sips because it's spilling over. So I say we can antidote stress to get that cup even a quarter of the way down. Now is my turn to geek out, as I always like to do, and truly get into the science of things. Because as you know, Restore Body Balance is built on the psychology of the mind, the biology of the body, and the neurology of that beautiful habituated brain. So most of our listeners, I know you have heard of maybe the term circadian rhythms. Now circadian rhythms are the physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a daily cycle. For example, sleeping at night and being awake during the day. That is a light-related circadian rhythm. Now with energy, we categorize it into ultradian rhythms. See, these rhythms cycle between 90 and 120 minutes, and they fluctuate throughout the day so if you remember last week we discussed the science of happiness and we talked about ticking off our to-do lists and that sometimes we do not stop to celebrate our accomplishments but rather fill it back up again and we also said just by relishing in that moment of accomplishment for just a few minutes actually antidote stress and gets that glass down, which results in less stress and yes, more energy. At the Benson Henry Institute, where I received my certification for SMART, which stands for Stress Management and Resiliency Training, at the Massachusetts General Hospital, in concert with the Department of Psychiatry at Harvard University, they had a battery analogy. So we had to ask our patients, What charged their battery and what drained it? And you might be surprised because sometimes how and where we spend our energy is important to notice. So I was working with somebody that was part of a town committee and it seemed quite glorious to that person at the time. But when we really dug into it, the commute was long, parking was problematic downtown Boston, and you're getting home late, not eating well, cranky, tired, and then as a result, despite being physically exhausted, this person could not sleep. Well, they just exerted a great deal of energy. For what? And yes, I know we all have situations that we can't change, but we can antidote stressors to actually recharge our batteries. So we need to look at not only what is draining our battery, but what is charging our batteries as well. So take me being a morning person. I can get more done in the early hours of the day than five or six hours at night or late afternoon. I'm simply more focused. I used to be a night owl before I had children, and now I am spent by seven. I used to work and find my creativity in the evening hours But now I recognize I am just more energized in the morning. So think about it. That's that term I taught you many months ago of using your attentional units. Well, by seven, I've used all my attentional units by dusk. So again, let's look at that. In psychology, we call it ego depletion. In biology terms, it's the fatigue bucket. And in neurology, We call it attentional units. So knowing this is very helpful. You literally run out of the ability. Have you ever just stared at the takeout menu or just maybe spaced out driving home in traffic? It's that you just don't have the bandwidth at some point to make decisions. So knowing this is very helpful. Okay, the $64,000 question is, so how do we get more of these attentional units, aka energy? So now we get into the heart of the matter. So here's just a few suggestions. One is called the Pomodoro Technique. And you can go to thepomodorotechnique.com to find out more. Here is a direct quote from their website. For many people, quote, time is an enemy. We race against the clock to finish assignments and meet deadlines. The Pomodoro Technique teaches you to work with time instead of struggling against it. A revolutionary time management system, it is at once deceptively simple to learn and life-changing to use. End quote. So the technique is basically a time management method developed by Francesco Cirillo in the late 1980s. One uses a timer to break down work into intervals, traditionally 25 minutes in length, separated by short breaks. So on these breaks, one could go for a walk, have a cup of coffee or tea, do some deep breathing, basically, just not engage in a work-related activity. And the more of these quote-unquote pomodoros you use, the longer your breaks. So that's one helpful hint that we can talk about more in another podcast, but I just wanted to introduce you to this idea that actually taking breaks is very helpful in antidoting stress and you your brain will thank you, I promise, by taking these little breaks. It's not always that we have to bang out six hours at a time. So let's go to the next possible technique that we could use to get more energy. So this is where I piggyback off of the Pomodoro technique. And I say, do your most dreaded task first. You know, the one you want to avoid all day, all week, (laughs) all month. Think about how much energy we've wasted pushing off that task, basically procrastinating, stressing out about it, which we've talked about in multiple Podcast in terms of creating inflammation and oxidative stress on the body, and not to mention doing other less important things. When? Think about it. If we simply just tackled that most important one, we are free. Yes, we are free. We are not wasting attentional units on things that, well, really are not a priority. So think about that. Maybe think about your to-do list and think about what you've been putting off. If we just did it, it's done. And there's a sense of relief and accomplishment, which antidote stress builds resilience and ultimately we have more energy. Lastly, I'd like to go back to that idea of ultradian rhythms. What I also suggest to my clients is to put a twist on the Pomodoro Technique once again and prioritize on a list and tackle the most demanding activity or task when you have the most energy so believe it or not I use a real pen and paper. As a matter of fact, not only do I use a traditional to-do list, but I also use, believe it or not, here again, I'm embarrassing myself, I'm sure, the Week at a Glance Planner. You can get it at Staples, on Amazon, or online at Week at a Glance. And the reason I use this is that I need to see my entire month ahead of time. I can't just have my iPhone or Google Calendar tell me about a birthday two days before I needed to send the card or present. I need to look at the scope of my month or my week. And not only do I use the one that I have the month, but then it has the daily planner. And believe it or not, when you actually write out at eight o'clock, I'm in a meeting at 10 o'clock, I need to be in Newton or wherever you need to be. Um, you need to account for that commute time, right? And a lot of us lose some time in between commuting, actually preparing a meal, or even consuming a meal. The other interesting um, tidbit here is the Waze app, if anyone has ever used that. I plan all my drives from going to work to bringing my kids to their activities. It alerts me to changing traffic patterns and believe it or not i have hopped off my peloton bike in the middle of a class when Waze alerted me to heavy traffic needing to drop off my son at swim practice and in closing let's go back to those three forms of energy okay so the mental the physical and the emotional so speaking of workouts Plan your workouts accordingly. When do you have the most energy? Some people like to work out after work. It gives them that little extra boost to get through the evening. Some people need to get it done right in the morning, and some people prefer to recharge their battery in the middle of the day. I know, again, for me, if I don't squeeze that walk, run, or virtual class in first thing in the morning, somebody else gets on my schedule, something else happens, and it does not get done. So again, I'd just like to pause for a second and give you some time to think, when do you have the most energy for a workout? And what about that mental task like writing or preparing for a presentation? And what about that dreaded task? Is it scheduling your dental hygienist for a cleaning? Is it making that doctor's appointment you've been putting off? Is it that mound of laundry that's been sitting in your room or your basement? That is the important thing to think about when doing your to-do list. So not only looking at the true schedule, how much can you truly get done in a nine to five day or for most of us, let's face it, it's probably six to 10. So you need to arrange your activities around your rhythms. So I encourage our listeners to look at their own rhythms of when they find their energy is high and when their energy is low and try to match your to-do list out. And believe it or not, as we're all struggling during the COVID-19 pandemic right now, we have to thank our essential workers. We have to thank everybody and the emergency departments and the doctors and our Amazon drivers and our, you know, grocery clerks and and everyone working so hard, they might not have time to schedule these breaks. So, you know, advocate for yourself. You know, you do have choice. And as I say in my book, when you give your brain a choice, you give your brain a chance. So take care, know that we love and appreciate you. And again, speaking of change, my book, Prescription for Change, Using Your Lifestyle as Medicine, actually has a journal in the back. And you can buy the journal separately because it's so important to bookend your day with check-ins, reminding yourself to have gentle, loving kindness, to find time for abundance or gratitude, and most importantly, set your intentions day and night. And don't beat yourself up if you didn't do it. It's, you know, one step forward, 10 steps back. Or two steps forward and only one step back. And next week in our episode, we'll talk more about energy. And for more information about my programs, to book or schedule a consultation or even an individual mentoring session with me, simply go to www.restorebodybalance.com. Dot .com See you next week and stay safe